If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat up old running shoes, Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now, go. Hello, I'm Josh Whittacombe. And I'm Rob Beckett. Welcome to Lockdown Parenting Hell, the show in which Rob and I discuss what it's like to be a parent during lockdown, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, in an effort to make some kind of sense of the current situation... And to make me feel better about my increasingly terrible parenting skills... Each episode will be chatting to a famous parent about how well they're coping. Or hopefully not. And we will be hearing from you, the listener, with your tales of lockdown parenting woe. Because, let's be honest, none of us know what we're doing. Hello, you are listening to Lockdown Parenting Hell with... Margot, can you say Rob Beckett? What, what is it? And Josh Widdicombe? No. Oh, well, that's a shame. Oh. Bit of a slap in the face. No. Is she Australian? Hello, Margot turned two last week. Her new favourite word is no, so this intro is quite fitting. I've also discovered a great parenting hack this week. Wanted to share with all the mums out there just trying to get five to ten minutes to get ready in the morning. When your little one starts pulling everything out of your drawers, running off with your makeup brushes or digging their little fingers into your makeup, I simply say, come here and let me brush your hair teeth. Stroke any kind of grooming. This immediately prompts them to run off. Oh, sorry. I thought you meant hair. What the fuck's hair teeth? Feels like something I should have. (laughs) (laughs) This immediately prompts them to run off and leave you for a good five to ten minutes so that you can get ready in peace. Is is she Australian? Did she say? No, she's from Portsmouth. She sounds Australian. Yeah. Margot, can you say Rob Beckett? And Josh No. That is a really Australian no, isn't it? She's been watching No, no, no. Josh Widdicombe. She's watching too much Heartbreak High, Rob. Heartbreak High, what a show. Um, how are you, Joshua? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right, Rob. Chugging on? How many weeks are you doing of the last leg? Seven. But then seven weeks. Seven Does that include weeks. in the Olympics? No, 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 no. We've got so seven weeks, and then what's that take us to? Middle of July, and then we're back at the end of August for the Paralympics. Lovely um, stuff, but no Tokyo for you. You're doing it at home. Doing it from home. I'm not going to lie, Rob. They've decided. Oh, to... oh, oh that's got to be a record. That's got to be a record. That's got to be the quickest. Ding, 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 ding. I am delighted, though. I am delighted. I'm willing to pay the £1.50. Tally it down. Josh, you've got to be careful because there'll be someone out there that's got a spare afternoon that will tally these up and send you a bill. No, 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 no. I can't. I'm not I'm not posthumously paying the £1.50. I think you've got to backdate that. I think that you've got... I'm not backdating <laughs> my payments. Okay. From last, from last, from this episode. Yeah, so that's £1.50. £1.50. So, uh, they've chosen a studio that is just a mile and a half from my house and I oh, am delighted. That's an absolute win, isn't it? It is glorious. Right next to Westfield as well. So whatever takeaways I want, every evening for 12 days. <laughs> 12 days? Oh, yeah, because it's every night, isn't it? Every night. Um, Josh, we've got an important thing to talk about. We have big announcement. Name change. Yes, we have decided, due to the fact it is the end of lockdown, more or less, we hope. 
It feels, <laughs> we haven't talked about lockdown in so long on this no. show. And uh, people keep asking us, are you going to continue this after lockdown? I think we need to just move into the next phase of this show. So we're going to yes. drop the word lockdown. Yes. And the name. So what, what name are we going with? Just we're not sure. Rob Beckett and Josh Widdicombe's parenting podcast. Is it that simple? Or yep. do we want some suggestions? That Should we say, that's the front runner? Oh my <laughs> word, my voice is gone. It's the front runner. <laughs> like a mad old drunk in a betting office. I got the money on the horse. That's the front runner. No, it's not pension day. It's next week. Oh, yeah, it's only mile off my house. 12 nights. Oh, that's the front runner. <laughs> so the, the the front runner is Rob Beckett and Josh Whitaker. Or it could be Josh Whitaker and Rob Beckett's. Well, we don't need to make those kind of changes. Um, look, parenting podcast, or we could go, there's other ways we could try and tweak it. Parenting pod, but that feels yeah. a bit like two old men trying to be cool, which yeah. isn't far from the truth. Yeah. And uh, the other, we could do a full like Royal Mail rebrand when they were called like Signas. You know, yeah. yeah in, was it in Sick? What was it called? Consignia. Consignia. What the fuck would you change it from Royal Mail? Unbelievable. To um, or we could do a marathon to a Snickers, couldn't we? Opal fruits to a Starburst. Exactly. So we've got that option, but if people do want to, what's the best? Call way? it the Consignia Podcast. We could call it the Consignia Podcast. Um, how? What's the best way for people to suggest their names, Michael? Uh, they can email in or send us messages on social media. Yeah, just the usual ways. Email in. <laughs> Actually, Hello. for this one, pigeons. <laughs> <laughs> Another kick in the teeth for raw mail. Um, <laughs> Consignia are shaking in their boots. We've got the old pigeons back out. Right, yeah, so at the moment, the front run is um, Rob Beckett and Josh Widdicombe's Parenting Podcast. But do get in touch because, you know, we'd like to spin this out. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, 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 the name change out? Oh, yeah, no, the kids, why not? The kids arrive from school. One second, Josh. Oh, no. Hello. You okay? Do you want to come and say hello? Say, hello, Josh. Hello, Josh. <laughs> Hello, how are you? Right, do you want to see mummy? Can't hear me. Can't hear me. Not wearing headphones, is she? Hi, hi, Josh. I'm back now. No worries. No we, worries. That was a Mount uh, um, Gavin. Yeah. I think I don't know. I forget which one's which now. Um, yeah. So we're going to change the name. That's exciting, though, isn't it? It is it's exciting. It's like quite a big moment. I'm quite excited because it feels like we are nearly getting back to normal. Because. I know yeah. Freedom Day might get moved slightly from the 21st of June. We should know by next Monday or by Monday. I think they announce what they're doing, don't they? The week before. Is that right? Yeah. So the 14th, they'll be telling them what's going to happen so people can prepare. Right. But I still feel like it's inevitable because once everyone's properly vaccinated, they've got to just start opening up, haven't they? Yeah. We need to change it. We need to change this. We oh, need I to know, change but I, I hate saying this because what we were saying this like after about three weeks of the first lockdown, I listened to a podcast the other day, a Gabby Logan one, and she went, yeah, well, we're hoping um, hairdressers will be open by the beginning of February. That was this year. It was another like three months. <laughs> and I was sitting there going, no, you fucking won't, Gabby. <laughs> oh, God. I'm so bored of lockdown. Shall we just, shall we just bring on the guest? Bring on the guest. Uh, bring on the guest. Can we so, just bring on the guest. My catchphrase. Um, yeah, we'll bring on the let's bring on the guest. And so we've got more Instagrams for next time. Um oh, no, do you want to quick Instagram before we bring on the Go guest? Go on, Rob. You, you, I know you're chomping at the bit to Instagram. Oh, me. I'm always chomping at the bit. Uh hi Rob and Josh. I love the pod. I had twins in March. It keeps me going through the tricky night feeds. On the subject of babies getting left behind, when I was 16, I worked in my local Sainsbury's. So did I. That was my first job. Where's your first job, Josh? Local pub. Local pub. I did do Safeway, though. 
one summer if we're if we're looking for supermarket anecdotes. <laughs> Is that an anecdote? Well, I can tell you what my job was. <laughs> Go on. Worked in the petrol station. It's good. I don't know why it's good, but it's good. My job was each day I had to go off over to the main supermarket with a cage on wheels and get all the uh, all the food and drink for the petrol station and bring it back over to the petrol station. And put it in. And put it in. Uh, but the people in the main supermarket didn't like you to take their stock, so you had to kind of do it without them seeing. It was a shit summer. That is a bad summer job. I once spilled eight pints of milk on the floor of the fridge <laughs> section of the... Uh, the fr- you know the big fridges? Yeah. And... They were playing Nothing Compares to You over the stereo system. And while I was cleaning it up, and still, whenever I hear that song, I just get taken back to that awful moment of my life. Songs do that. I can't think... The the song Jealous Guy by John Lennon, I was violently sick listening to that in Slovenia. So now, whenever it comes on radio, I'm nearly sick. And it was so awful. Basically, I was on this bus trying to go from Ljubljana to Lake Bled when we yeah. were travelling, me and my mates, and I was so hungover and I was going to be sick. So I just, I, as the bus stopped, it was like in the middle of nowhere, one of them weird stops, I got off and I just, I, I didn't tell my mates. I still had my iPod, <laughs> eye shuffle, whatever they're called, them yeah. terrible iPod. Stop and saying I just, the word eye, Rob. <laughs> and I... <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I said I. And I went into the toilet and I was just this horrific sick. Right? Oh my and then my God. two mates had to get off with me and grab all our bags off. So it was just like stuck in the middle of nowhere. Then my other mate went in, did a did a poo, right? And then my other mate went in just for a wee. And the smell was so bad. After we'd been in there, he was physically sick. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, and whenever you hear Jealous Guy, that's how you feel. Yeah. That's not what John Lennon would have wanted. It's not, but there's other things that John Lennon didn't want as well that are probably worse, you know, that happened to him. Fair enough. Um, Sorry, yeah, here we go. So, worked in Sainsbury's. One day, a very confused lady walked into into the store pushing a trolley that had a baby sitting in it. She walked up to me, the first member of staff she'd seen, and said, someone's left their baby in this trolley. (gasps) That's right, someone had returned their trolley (sighs) to the trolley park and they're not taking the baby out. Oh, my God. The woman then gave me the trolley and walked off. I was completely shell-shocked. What the fuck was a sick-year-old <laughs> kid? What was to do with a lost babe? I mean, I, I think, even though she works at the shop, I could not give a baby to a 16-year-old person in no. the first shop. I stood there frozen to the spot where I felt like three hours. It was probably only three minutes until a hysterical woman came running in shouting, my baby, my baby. <laughs> oh, my God. She took the trolley from me and promptly left the store. Two minutes later, another woman running, going, who's took my baby? And I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) I I was frozen to the spot. With hindsight, I probably should have done some some due diligence before I let her take the baby. But seeing as I never saw it on the news, I can only assume she was actually the baby's mother because she looks so upset. Keep up the great work. Love, Nick. Oh, wow. That is a great story. Um, Rob, can I see how this makes you feel? Yeah, go on. Oh, that's... No, no. no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and I think as I was doing it, I never made to make it hurt you or something. What's the line yeah, in it? Yeah, so that hurt you and never thought that make you cry, something like that. Yeah, and as I, as he said that, my stomach was in pain and my eyes were watering, <laughs> and I was just like, he just knows how you're feeling, doesn't he? <laughs> he's got he's, that. He's, he's, he's such a he's such a genius. genius. That's the genius. Of <laughs> that's the genius of Lennon. <laughs> Um, right, let's um, let's get our guest on this week, Joshua. Yeah. Um, Paul McCaffrey, incredibly funny man. Um, he's a 
just had his first child. Um, and uh, yeah, I think he's been trying for a little while. So it was quite interesting to to chat to him about it. And he's because uh, he's uh, in his 40s now, older McCaffrey. So he's a bit of an older first time dad, which is a, a good to hear from. Because my dad was older when he had us. So he's an excellent interview. Really funny guy. And um, check out his stand up. He's live at the, the Apollo he's great. performance. He's great. He's, he's got really some great funny. On his Instagram. He's, uh, he's brilliant. But um, yeah, the brilliant Paul McCaffrey. Enjoy, people. Welcome to the podcast, Paul McCaffrey. Hi. How you doing, mate? I'm all right, thanks. Let me tell you, Paul, that I'm, I'm, I'm surprised uh, that we've booked you. I didn't know you had a newborn. So when Rob told me, I was like... Paul McCaffrey, he's too rock and roll to have a kid, isn't he? Basically, Paul, you text me that, you, that the baby had arrived. Yes. Um, and I asked you to be on the podcast within three minutes. Yeah. Amazing. Of the congratulations. I thought that was uh, good for me, waiting. Um, but so how old so how old's your baby at this moment, Josh? Four weeks today. Four weeks today. Paul? So two weeks on Thursday. Okay. And oh, this is your first one, isn't it, Paul? Twelve got, days. Yeah. 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 And how how is it, Paul? It's brutal. <laughs> um, you know, obviously, all the cliches, every everything that anyone tells you is as bad, if not worse. I would say <laughs> a lot worse than you could ever have poss- possibly imagined. I'm just going to sit back and enjoy this, mate. This is what I've been looking for. <laughs> the first sort of 24 hours, she pretty much slept through. It's like, oh, this is a medical miracle. And then she, it turns out she was saving it all for when we were alone at home. And then... Oh. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been pretty hard going, I have to say. What are you averaging sleep wise? Well, I think the sort of last couple of days has been. I think I'm learning that just sort of like whatever is happening is just happening perhaps once, and that you can't go like, oh, okay, we've cracked it. I think we've got her into a routine now on day three. <laughs> no, so sort of like then the second two nights we she got kind of two blocks of about three hours sleep. Um, so sort of managing to fashion almost a full I mean, sorry, night's sorry, sleep. Sorry, I'm out of practice. So is that a good, that's good, isn't it? I think so, yeah. Rob, that's like, that is just a, a wonderland I can only see in the distance. It is mad, isn't it, to think, and even I've, you know, my three, I've got a three-year-old now, but even I forgot that a baby sleeping for three hours is a good thing. I thought he was telling a negative story then, but that was actually the, the only positive you've come with. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not, the o- it's not the only positive I've come with. All right, but you one know, of them has slept few. There are moments of elation and it's it's incredible. But there, yeah, the, well, the we'll practical, edit that bit out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, and how was how was the, the the birth and stuff? Was that okay? Or was it stressful? Or how, how did it? So go? we did an ele- we did an elective C section. So I mean, that was surprisingly quick. Actually, I yeah, you know, no one had kind of told me how quick it would sort of happen. And so we had uh, an eighties playlist that uh, my wife has been sort of listening to a lot whilst uh, around the house recently. Nice. So it happened so quickly. She came out to um, "Against All Odds" by Phil Collins, which I wouldn't <laughs> probably have chosen. <laughs> um, and that, yeah. what was that for? Just the initial incision in, in your head? Was that for the initial incision, or just for the drugs bit of the? How long was the, your playlist? Well, obviously, the random nature of a playlist meant that they'd sort of like I hadn't kind of timed it, so that I didn't have an opener, a middle, and a closer. It was like you know, there was a sort of. <laughs> It was just whatever whatever came on, came on. And it just yeah. so happened that sort of I heard Phil... It, it basically, I heard the beginning of the Phil Collins song. I heard I Can See Hair. I heard a scream. It happened that quickly. Oh, really? Oh, wow. And if I was to play Against All Odds by Phil Collins 
to you in a year. Do you reckon I'll have sort of some sort of Pavlovian response? Well, do you think I'll... it would now, does it now hold a place in your heart where whenever you hear that song, it's going to mean a lot to you? Yeah, I would have thought so, yeah. <laughs> no. No. Phil Collins? Phil I mean, Collins. It was the song that was playing, you know, during the birth of When your of life my fell daughter. apart. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna run, run for the hills every time I hear it. The last song of freedom. Bit of wedding, and it'll come on on the dance floor. Where's McCaffrey gone? Oh, he's <laughs> crying in the corner. <laughs> um, and have you have you been back to work since, or are you off on paternity leave? Because when you're self-employed, it's hard to say no to work, isn't it? Especially as you're not, you know, with, like you didn't have the C-section, obviously. So my mother-in-law stayed with us for the first sort of ten days, um, yeah. and so I kind of had a couple of gigs that I sort of went and did. How was that, Paul? How did you feel on stage? Yeah, I mean, I saw your Instagram post of your train journey and that kind of, <laughs> I, I could relate to that. It was just sort of driving. I just feel absolutely brain dead at all times. Yeah. So I'm kind of wandering around every time, sort of, yeah. As you could tell, I'm finding it very difficult to string coherent sentences together at the moment. Well, like, the beauty of this podcast is that is a selling point for the for yeah. the content. If you cannot speak, which yeah. isn't normally the case of a podcast, but you're just, is it just a lack of sleep then, or is it, or are you overwhelmed a little bit with all the the stuff? Well, it may not surprise you to hear I'd never changed the nappy before. Very much a baptism of fire. Um, you know, sort of Alex obviously was out of action straight after the birth, so I kind of had to change the first few nappies, which I'd never done before, and that was pretty nerve wracking. Yeah, and did you get did you get your baby dressed like? Or did you get the did the nurse do that? Because they as soon as the baby comes out, they go, oh, "Yeah, do you want to put the baby grow on it?" I'm like, "No," but you yeah. sort of have to, don't you? Because it's your kid. The first baby grow was a sort of it was a bit like. Do you remember Levi Twister jeans? The, yeah. the, the, the zip was the zip. The zip was at a slightly jaunty angle, which made it very difficult to get the sort of feet in. And then I just yeah. I was just oh god, I'm never gonna you know yeah I'm gonna be a terrible father. Oh god, yeah, I think because it's such a confidence building thing. It's like anything you can't practice being a parent you just sort of learn on the job so there's so many things that happen when you go oh god I can't do this now and I can't do that and then I know what I find stressful sometimes if there's like your mum or dad or, or in-laws over your shoulder that have had kids and done it before and you want to be like no I'm doing it because it's my kid but you don't actually know what you're doing but then you can be like too proud to say like help me it's impossible <laughs> to feel that the midwives aren't judging your every mood and the oh, average age yeah. and I only know this because they're using a new program at the hospital called Badgenet I don't know if that was uh, <laughs> Badgenet <laughs> Yeah, the woman that we saw told us that the average age of the midwife down there is 64. Um, so wow. they've seen everything. They're old school. They're like screws out of prisoner cell block H. <laughs> <laughs> really sort of hard line. So it's just like, oh, we were t- I was sort of worried that we were perhaps being a bit too much of a soft touch in terms of, you know, at the first sign of crying, getting her out and sort of letting us, sort of, you know, Alex would have her sort of, you know, sleeping on her. And then uh, she's like, no, no, no. If it gets too much... Go out of the garden, have a glass of wine, have a fag, calm what? down, back in. Like, what? Can't be. <laughs> Is that what no. I said? Go and have a glass of wine. Have a fag. Just go and have a breather. <laughs> the NHS can't be saying have a fag. Look here, mate. Is, look, you're tired. Here's a line. Have a quick line. I'll sort you out. Get back che- in the day. Cheeky half. <laughs> go dance it off down the bottom of the garden. <laughs> That, is like, that seems old, though, the average age, 64, doesn't it? I thought that. 
I mean, I don't want to say anything at the time because they were all up in arms about Badgernet at the time. Are they all around that age or is there one really old woman who's bringing the average up? Is that No, no, no. They're, they're all kind of up that way. To bring the average age up to 64, that'd have to be about 130. I'm <laughs> <laughs> not employing the oldest living woman. Yeah, it's all trainees and Gandalf. Um, <laughs> really messed up the average age. But Badgernet, though, I mean, obviously people of an older age aren't great with new technology. But, but you know, Badgernet sounds like the thing a nan would call the internet. Wouldn't it? Oh, that bloody badgernet. <laughs> How long was you in for then, uh, Paul? So we went in at half six and um, I left at 11. So what did you do at 11 p.m.? That's Because you, you're then released into the wild on your own. What did you do in I your evening? went straight to sleep, actually. I kind of got home, had sort of a little bite to eat and then just, yeah, went to sleep. And then you got to go in the next day and bring them home? Yes, exactly that. How was the first drive home? Nervous? Just the first 24 hours, everything I did, I was nervous about. Oh, totally. So I, I had to obviously bring the sort of car, the baby car seat in. And obviously you've just seen that sort of thing done so many times. <laughs> but to actually do it with your baby in, you know, to yeah. carry the... I'm like, Jesus Christ, not, the baby's not going to drop out the bottom or <laughs> I'm, a holding, I'm a holding this the right way round, yeah. you know. Yeah. And obviously, it's just that sense that everyone is watching you thinking, what is that idiot doing over there? Yeah. <laughs> you don't carry it like that. How were you carrying it? Were you swinging it above your head like a bucket? Like, <laughs> yeah, balanced it on my head. I had stuff on my hands. Between <laughs> legs like a kettlebell. <laughs> <laughs> and also, because you're a little bit older, Paul, so a lot of your friends must have uh, like had kids earlier. Yeah. Did you, you notice that? So, have you, did you pick up any tips with that, or was you just oblivious to their parenting when they had kids? Do you, do you think it's helped you being a bit older? Yeah, I think well, there's certain things about it. Obviously, I'm a lot calmer. I, I, you know, I feel like I've been able to sort of. Uh, I, I, I was definitely someone that grew up late. Let's put it that way. So, um, <laughs> yeah. How old are you now, Paul? Do you, are you happy to say? Uh, well, forty six. Still trying to get work on E four. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm still trying, still hanging out for that CBBS gig. <laughs> still wearing that bootcut jean with a hoodie sewn into a blazer, just <laughs> just in case Dick and Don don't show up for a shift. Just bought Stormzy's <laughs> latest uh, long player. I'm keeping my finger firmly on the pulse, just in case the call comes in. And how do you feel about being a sort of older dad? Because 46 is a bit older than the norm, isn't it? My dad was about 45 when, when, when he had us. Yeah. Um, was it you just wanted kids later or were, were you trying? Um, I mean, if you're not comfortable talking about it, it's, it's fine. But You know, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a long journey to get to this point, let's put it that way. So, um, yeah. yeah, I think perhaps I left it a bit later and then um, subsequently it was probably more difficult to uh, achieve, achieve. God, I'm talking about it in such a weird way <laughs> achieve it's like a sports pundit you know obviously the lady i left it late in the day which you know brought its own complications and yeah we did finally manage to get over the line but uh, you know yeah. it was not straightforward you know McCaffrey yeah. likes to make life difficult for himself um, yeah. we've seen it again and again um yeah but I think the thing is, though, it is a bit awkward, isn't it? Because as a friend, you're like, you know, you're my, I've known you years, Paul, yeah. and we've worked together and we're mates and yeah. been away as mates and stuff. And I sort of knew, sort of knew you wanted kids, you would, you were, you were trying, but it gets a bit awkward when, like, you know, it's been like a year or a couple of years and, and you haven't had a baby and stuff. And as a mate and as a bloke, you don't know whether to ask or what to say. No, Do you know well, I mean? people stop asking, really. That's the thing. You know, it's sort of. Uh... And is that easier than not asking than them asking ah, and you sort no, of have to explain? Know. It's, or... it's, it's, yeah, it's. 
it's it's sad, isn't it? It's it's, it's a sort of sad situation. But then I suppose it must be so exciting now that it's sort of happening. Yeah, stuff, it's absolutely like, incredible. It's it feels like a, yeah, a big bit a real build blessing. up to it, though. I imagine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's sort of your senior, especially with your mates, you know, when they've had the kids. And now it must be weird, though, because you were out drinking and having a, a laugh when we had little kids. And now all your mates' kids are getting older and going to school so they can go out drinking and stuff. And you're at the newborn stage. Yes. So does it feel like they've sort of like, it's almost like in a, a Formula One, isn't it? Where someone goes in the pit and then they can catch up on nights out. <laughs> So how are you going to feel not with uh, missing out on the nights out? I think I've had enough nights out to not feel like I'm missing out on anything. To be honest with you, I don't think I have a list of varied regrets, Rob, and I think not having enough nights out is not one of them. <laughs> Can I ask? Um, are you feeling as a football fan that the birth of your child three weeks before the European Championships? Is a positive or a negative for you watching the European Championships? I've got to be honest, I haven't given it a huge amount of thought. I haven't given anything a huge amount of thought for exactly 12 days. Um... <laughs> <laughs> and what's some, are you, so are you getting up and doing night feeds or is Alex doing that? What's, are you sort of, how are you sort of splitting it at this stage? Is she breastfeeding or? Yeah, so I'll be up when she's up because obviously the first couple of days she was very tired. So there's sort of like, you know, mm. worried about her nodding off and stuff like that. So yeah, we're, you know, when she's awake, I'm awake. But we've definitely sort of not got into the rhythm of kind of grabbing sleep during the day. Um, you know, yeah, it's quite easy yeah. as well. On the first couple of days when, you know, people wanting to come round and you're kind of running a bit on adrenaline, I think it's sort of very easy to just sort of, yeah, this is fine. And then you get to about two o'clock in the morning and she wouldn't go down and just being like, oh, oh man, mate. what have we done? Yeah, you just crash. Visitors can absolutely do one. Yeah. Visitors are just... The absolute nightmare, I think, and it's not their it's not their fault because when you have a visitor at that moment, you're so pleased to see the world and you're so pleased for the human contact. But at one a.m., you hate that visitor that came at two p.m. so much. I know, and you don't really feel it then either. Do you know, it yeah. sort of it only really kicks in when you want, you know, when you're unable to sort of sleep, and you go like, "Oh, do, do you want do you want another cup of tea?" And they go, "Yeah, I'll have another cup of tea, love." <laughs> We'll make it then. Why don't you make it? You know how tea works. I've been running around like a blue-ass fly for five days here. Why don't you make a cup of tea? Or just sit there thirsty. Yeah. So you going back to work full t- Like, are you easing back in, Paul? Or are you going back to work full-time? How's, how do you feel about that? I've, 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 yeah, I've kind of eased, eased back in. And obviously the other thing is, with just kind of the year that we've had, I've also come off the back of the year where I've not been working a huge amount. So it has all come at once. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've noticed that from the, the, our, our industry of what we do, because of this uh, 21st of June Freedom Day, loads of gigs and events have all been sort of put on hold. So, like, there's not been much work for anyone in the last couple of months especially because they don't want to have to do it with loads of restrictions if they can push mm. it into the end of June. So it has gone really quiet and all of a sudden now it's coming back to life. So it's like, and it's, and, you know, doing your job driving late at night and having to think on your feet is not oh, what you put word. hand in hand with being the parent of a new ball is it you know when you're getting heckled and you just think i've got nothing here i'm so tired uh any 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 anything other than some like in terms of doing stand-up anything other than plain sailing is going to be a real struggle for me I'd say as well, your your style is you don't take any nonsense at the, like at the best of times, even when you're in a happy mood. Do you think if so? someone's being a well, no, yeah, well, I've got. Hmm. Remember when we did that gig in Leicester to all the students? That was a long time were, ago. I was a very different person then. <laughs> 
I mean, I didn't realize we were going to start digging up gigs from fucking <laughs> 12 years ago. What did he do? No, right. In, so basically, well, there was I that. Actually, I think in actually, and in retrospect, I don't, don't think you handled it particularly well yourself. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all... all right, <laughs> let's let's let each of you. Tell me what the other one did to the students in Leicester. So basically, I didn't have a great time either. Um, I got a bit angry. Basically, it was like a gig for students, but they were all like on a, they just didn't care about comedy. It was part of their freshers ticket. They'd been on pub crawls and the next pub crawl was comedy for like two hours, but they were just, it was, they were in a comedy club, but they were just treating it like a pub, like it was Weatherspoons yeah. and was go, everyone was going on and dying. And, you know, I was going on and I didn't have a very good time. I think I've blocked that out of my mind, but I'm sure Paul remembers. But I remember they were all chatting and being rude. And then Paul said, look, as long as you don't lose your call, oh, just go man. on, do your stuff. And if they're not listening, they're not listening, but you've done your time, you'll get paid and just deliver your jokes, don't get angry with them, and then walk off, right? Paul walked out, and as he walked out, so went, nice shirt, mate. And Paul went, what'd you fucking say? Immediately. (laughs) (laughs) No, yes, I think that's about right, yeah. And it was the the best laugh of the night, to be fair. (laughs) What was the the shirt? Well, no, what it was, was I said... (laughs) I was sort of, you know, kind of giving my stand-up guru advice, which is like, as long as you, as long as you keep your sense of humour, you can't fail. Yeah, you know, and it was basically like sort of doing stand-up at a football match when you did. Like, yeah. like no one had been told that there was stand-up happening. It was like you sort of just turned around and started trying to do fifteen minutes of stand-up. So it was hard, it was hard work. But I sort of said, you know, as long as you don't lose your sense of humour, you you can't fail. And then went on and lost my sense of humour in. Record time. The bloke <laughs> shouted, "Why don't you tuck your shirt in?" And I shouted, "Why don't you tuck your fucking shirt in?" Was the uh, was, oh, <laughs> oh a, that one is a great yeah, comeback. It's a great comeback. Why don't you tuck your fucking shirt in? <laughs> what do you think you'll be like as a father, Paul? Like, do you because it's too early to tell? But do you think your role will be, you know, well, a stern disciplinarian who says, "Why don't you tuck your fucking shirt in?" Or do you think you'll be the fun guy who, you know, could be on CBBS? I, I hope that I will be a good father. I, I suspect I'll probably be, you know, fun dad, I, I would imagine. But would you let your child do the things you did? Because how no, old did you at Reading? definitely not. You went to Reading, what, really young, oh, well, you? Oh, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, I went to Reading when I was about 14, 14. The festival or just the city? Just went to the city <laughs> just on my own. Just the Oracle. Like Dick Whittington, ran away to Reading. <laughs> Screw you, I'm off. When you Winchester can't contain me, stick a bamboo and a bandana, <laughs> put some sandwiches and 20 Bensons in there, and off I went. Yeah, because like you, you had quite a lot of freedom as a, when you talk about when you was a kid. I don't know if you'd be comfortable with your kid going to Reading at 14. Well, I think, you know, that was freedom that I gave myself more so than anything else. So I was quite a sort of rebellious and naughty child. So I hope that, you know, I am not... Uh, faced with that as a as a parent but you know who knows but yeah it is scary isn't it it is scary yeah having teenagers like i'm terrified of the thought of reacting to teenagers what were you like as a teenager josh were you a complete non-event Paul. really <laughs> i was a complete non-event i had lots of freedom because my parents were old hippies right but i took zero advantage of it which is one of the one of my great regrets well i think sometimes if they are chilled then you don't Rebel. I don't know if your parents were strict, Paul. But... Yeah, I had nothing. It's, I had nothing to kick against. No. Do you know what I mean? I had nothing to kick against. So um, I don't know. But I I went to Glastonbury when I was sixteen. Yeah. So I've got I've got my war stories. Yep. 
I had some hash cake and started to hallucinate at the age of 16. <laughs> Deal with it. Oh, Josh, you rebel. Yeah, too uh, right. Were you a rebellious teenager, Rob? No, I was very, very good boy. Very good boy. Very uh, nerdy. I wouldn't, wouldn't do anything wrong. Hated doing anything wrong. How much sleep did you have last night, Paul? Talk me through last, last night. Last night was a particularly bad one. I reckon oh, no. our tops. <gasps> oh, God. So, wait, so talk us through this like, from, from 6 p.m. I just think it's one of those sort of things like, you know, when you want something in life, the more you want it, the kind of more it evades you. I think we, we, it got to the point at about three, we were like, oh, please just go to sleep. And I think she oh, could pick man. up on that and, uh, you know, she'd fall she'd fall asleep while feeding and then, you know, you sort of put her down and she just she just wouldn't go down. Oh, mate. Have you, have, you, have you been out anywhere with the baby yet? We've been out for a couple of drives, but that's it. You know, just kind of gone for a kind of drive around town. Does she sleep in when they're driving? She loves that, yeah. I think that's going to be a real kind of... Uh... Weapon. <laughs> yeah. Because what I used to do is drive to like a drive through McDonald's or somewhere and get like a coffee <laughs> and just leave the, the engine on. the most on-brand thing I have ever heard. <laughs> and, and then get School a... them early. Me too, drive for a bargain bucket from KFC. <laughs> Hold her up so she can see the golden arches at the age of seven days. <laughs> I swaddle her in the bucket and if she's cold, pop a gravy next to her. <laughs> no, but, the, uh, no and then, but if you leave the engine running and then they sleep, so you're not having to drive and then you can have a little sleep. Oh, really? So yeah, you're so sat yeah, in the car yeah. park, so, engine yeah, so running. if you get her off to sleep, right, say you're going for your drive and they're asleep, if you get into the car park but just leave the engine running and if they're fully asleep, they may just stay asleep. So then I'd go asleep. I mean, that nap has got quite a large carbon footprint as well. Oh, fuck yeah. the carbon footprint, mate. It's only a short period of time in Ubal. <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. If, if setting fire to a fridge and tyres got my baby to sleep, I'd burn them every night. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't give a shit what anyone says. Do you know what's going to be a game changer for parenting? The driverless car. Yes. That's going to change everything. You'll just be able to pop your baby in for four hours, tell it to drive to Liverpool and back. <laughs> so you're not even getting in the car with it in the passenger seat? Not even seat. getting in the car. <laughs> have some fun. But yeah, that's a good that's a good technique, uh, Paul. And also yeah. just the walking, walking around a park. Yeah. The fresh air gets them off to sleep. I don't know if you've done much of that, because um, Josh has got a plan for the Euros to put an iPad on the buggy yeah and I headphones in so oh, amazing idea once, once they're yeah. asleep because what you can do is you go for a walk to get them to sleep and sit on the bench then rock the pram with one arm and watch the euros with the other arm do not feel guilty about earphones in at this point because no. you'll regret it if you get to one and you haven't had that sweet sweet time when you had earphones in yeah 100 yeah. percent. they can't they can't notice it so there's someone who said uh, i was walking uh, with my baby who was asleep like four weeks old with headphones in and someone was like oh i've got headphones in you won't be able to connect with the baby I was like, it's fucking asleep. How am I going to connect with it now? <laughs> yeah, Surely I'm connecting fine. with Adam Boxton, thank you very much. I actually don't think I've listened to any music no. since. Oh, God, you tapped out on Collins. I think Phil Collins was like, yeah, I know. Imagine. <laughs> I'm going to get hit by a bus tonight. That would be a... But walking, walk because we I had a similar situation with uh, our firstborn, just wouldn't sleep. But what I'll do is I'll just take the baby out for like two-hour walks. Not on the, They're either entertained by the fresh air and, the, and, the, and, and, the, and looking around sort of thing, mm. the light. And if not, the, like the, you know, the, the mo- mo- movement makes them go to sleep. And then Lou could chill out and have a sleep or whatever. And if you're just doing sort of laps near your house, if they do need feeding, you can just duck, duck in. Because yeah. the, the danger is you go too far. And then if you go too far in one direction, you've got to run back with a crying baby for milk. Yeah, it's like Jaws. You don't want to get caught too far from shore, do you? (laughs) 
Um, can I ask you some newborn questions that would have been things that took you by surprise? Yeah. How do you feel about the weird belly button thing? Oh, my God. But they left the cord sort of slightly long. I don't know who sort of... Uh, that, that, I mean, there was one of the midwives there. She was younger, actually. It's been the ones that we've seen Bring sort of the average after down. the thing. 59. Yeah. I don't think she was sort of in the mix when they kind of were handing out the average age, but she was <laughs> just kept sort of appearing every hour and then promising shit that she just didn't deliver. <laughs> she, she was like, oh, yeah, you've still not had that cord cut. I'll be back in a minute with, you know, not a pair of scissors, whatever it is that yeah. they use. And then just never, never coming back. So but how long is the cord? What, 30 centimetres? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Has it still got that freezer bag thing on it? Freezer that... bag? You know, like the clamp thing that goes on the, the end The clamp of it. thing on it? Yes. No, well, not anymore, but it did initially, yeah. Oh, I right. mean, obviously, it's all come off now. But, all right. Um... I was going to say, Jesus, I have to bring an ambulance. We've just no, there's no it's just going to stay on there forever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we didn't get discharged from the hospital. They just handed me the baby and I got in the motor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not entirely sure if there was a few sort yeah. of forms we needed to sign. Yeah. But, um... it, was actually the, it was actually the car door that cut off the umbilical cord yeah, on the way out. Exactly. I just held her out the window and hoped it would blow off. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's horrible when that when it falls off, isn't it? That is freaked me out. It's like something from Alien. Yeah, weird. And then it sort of went kind of obviously a, w- a few weird colours. We thought maybe it was infected um, initially, but then we phoned up and they said that that was perfectly normal. So um, Yeah, that, that happens every 10 minutes. Goes sort of it? yellow, green, then black. Oh, yeah. Um, and then eventually sort of comes off. I, I hate that feeling, right? Because you're new to it. Obviously, you think shit is this infected. That's a totally natural thing. But then when they go, yeah, that's totally normal, you're like, you just feel a bit like, oh, come on, at least make it sound like I had a reason to phone you up. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Go, oh, well, we understand. No, that's totally normal. Well, how am I going to know? I've only had a baby for 12 days. Yeah. <laughs> how how slow does time feel at the moment? How long ago does that 13th day feel, Paul? Does it feel like a long time ago? Or has it flown by? Um, sort of a bit of both, really, yeah. And then looking back, I mean, I, it was sort of slightly surreal being in the hospital because it's sort of something that's so... You know, it's happening all the time. People are always having babies, and you see. So, but when it's happening to you, it just it just felt sort of surreal. So, kind of, I think when we were actually in there for the birth, it was kind of a bit like of a dreamlike state. So, mm, yeah. Um, to look back on it now, I don't really. Rem- I, although I do remember it perfectly clearly, it's sort of. I also don't really remember what it was like being there. But have you had any moments of like, oh, I actually feel quite chilled and relaxed, and we've got a handle on this now or, at, at any point, and then it went went yes. sideways again? Yes, for pretty much the whole of that first twenty four hours, like an idiot. I was just like, <laughs> Wait, of course, we've got the perfect baby. You know, it's just. But no. Not since then. I'd say as the days have gone, I've felt less and less in control. <laughs> <laughs> and without us giving you a clue, how, at what point have you got a, a you must, because everyone who has a new baby does, it feels like, or I certainly did, you have a, a time frame in your head when you think it'll probably be all right by then. I've got six weeks in my head for some reason, which again is probably. Yeah, I just sort weeks. of. Do you know what? It's that kind of thing where, and and she does feel like now she's, her eyes look a lot clearer. So I I feel like she's seeing me in a way that she wasn't mm. for, for good or for bad. She's probably thinking, oh Jesus Christ! Oh, but like, oh, you know, it's this guy. But um, you know, I I think certainly for the first week there was no sense that she could even sort of you weren't registering. Whereas now, I just, was just holding her before she started crying, so I sort of 
picked her up and was was holding her in. It does feel like she can see you. So I yeah. suppose once you know you're able to get a kind of reaction. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I think re- to, to to be able to reason with her is probably a little bit <laughs> ambitious. But you yeah, know, like. Six weeks. <laughs> But yeah, I know what you mean, though. It just feels like you're getting something back rather than just, yeah. you know, this inanimate object. Just crying, you know. <laughs> the, the, when when they're hungry, the, the the crying is just like the worst thing in the world has happened. Yeah. Or is yes. happening. It's just... <sighs> well, I mean, you've heard a baby crying. I don't need to... <laughs> don't need to... <laughs> what, what's this crying What does that sound like, Paul? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's going wrong with you, Paul. Because my baby's never cried. What's, <laughs> yeah. what, what's that crying? What's that name? When's that, when does that happen? <laughs> is that happened once, or does it keep happening? Um, and what are your kind of um, like? How much of a laugh are you having between the two of you? Because I'd say I have made Rose laugh zero times in the last month. Yeah, I'd say like twice a day is really good going. <laughs> And actually, do you know what? The whole way through the pregnancy, that was not the case. Like, you know, there was a... We had a good time. No, that's not to say that we're not having a good time now, but it's... Yeah, it's just busy. It's challenging. (laughs) Yeah. It's just just shift work, isn't it, essentially? Yeah. You're basically working the night shift with just one other colleague. Yeah. And it's non-stop. And it's unpaid. And there's no holidays. Have you had a moment (laughs) yet where... Because I vividly remember having a moment about a week in. Yeah. Where I thought, oh my God, this is forever. I would be lying if I had, you know, was to say that I'd not had that thought. Yeah, it's just sort of like, yeah. oh wow. This, you know, the reality of it, it, it was so easy to give something like this lip service, I think, without fully yeah. engaging in the kind of, um, yeah. So, yes, I have had that thought <laughs> in answer to your question, Josh. <laughs> I think poor, poor Paul's so tired. These questions are too deep. I think he's going to yeah. love to have counselling after this. Is there life after death? I Paul? think. Would you like? Uh, would you like fries and coke with that? Would be too deep at this. <laughs> All right, mate. He's up with a philosophy. I just came in here for a burger. <laughs> just, just stop getting in my head. Yeah? yeah. What's this? A third degree, mate. <laughs> How are you? Well, let's let's ask on, on food. How are you eating? Like, are you not not at all well, actually? Which is not like me. <laughs> I keep forgetting to eat. I can't yeah, sort of get to. Sort I did of... I did that the other day. I did eighteen hours without realizing. Yeah, it. it's really bad. I sort of like, and I'm usually, you know, someone with a healthy appetite, and I keep getting to sort of dinner time again. Like, shit, I haven't actually had anything to eat today. Yeah. Are you getting takeaways? Are you like eating like junk food? My mum's been sort of bringing, she brought a lasagna up and then she brought a fish pie up. So we've had that kind of thing. And then we That's got, it. we went and got sort of takeout pizzas last night. Um, do you know you can do a thing? I've not seen it where you do like a, 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 you set up a website and you send it all to your friends and then it's a schedule of people can deliver food to you. You what? Like a spreadsheet. Like like a wedding list. A meal train, like a spreadsheet. Where basically you send and go, hi guys, obviously we're going to need help with food when the baby comes. It's a little bit presumptuous. And yeah. you basically all fit in a slot to go, oh, I'll drop around a chicken chow mein on that day. Amazing. Oh, wow. But, um, Imagine being on the phone to your friend who's forgotten. Where the fuck is my chicken chow mein, <laughs> mate? All in for 7pm exactly. Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. You picked that you slot the spreadsheet. eight months ago. Come on. <laughs> Where's my chicken chow mein? But you need to have good friends in order to do that because I, I'll be honest with you, I don't think I'd do that for someone. Yeah, I'm struggling to think of any friends that would cook me a dinner. <laughs> Half of them won't even get around in. <laughs> 
Do you know what? If someone said to me on Thursday, I'm going to need you to cook me a dinner, I would say, can I get you a delivery ordered to your house? And there's no way. I'm barely cooking myself dinner. I'm almost tempted to set up a WhatsApp group just to see what the response would be from some people. <laughs> Hi, guys. As you may know, I've recently had a baby. Uh, just <laughs> wanted to put this out there. I was wondering if uh, you got you guys, between you and mine, sorting out a road to where you... Yeah, no, that would not... That's a bit too much, isn't it? I mean, I don't know anyone to do that. But, uh, yeah, it's a, that's a bit of a full-on setup. <laughs> you must have had a lot of gifts. Yeah. How have you done with the... I'd say... I lost track of who to thank or how to oh, thank okay. them within seconds. Immediately, I thought, oh, yeah, all those people who I've bought stuff for when they had babies and I never got thanked. Of course they didn't thank me. They've got bigger stuff going on. Or are you all over it? Well, Alex, is, my wife is good at keeping a list. so The mental load. That's part of the mental load. A lot of knitted stuff as well, actually, from sort of elderly relatives. There's been a lot of... Uh... And the midwives. It looks like World <laughs> War II in our front room. <laughs> Should we stick her bonnet on? <laughs> Might as well. <laughs> Garments that you've not seen for about sort of 40 years. Yeah. I don't, even, I don't even know how you'd wear this one. <laughs> bloomers. They've got it bloomers. <laughs> <laughs> Can I ask whether you think, because I can't make this decision. And Rob, I don't know the difference between your children's birthdays, but do you think this would be easier uh, in winter, when there's less going on outside and it's dark in the evenings, or do you think the su- the sun is giving you some kind of hope when you're waking up in the morning after your hour's sleep? Would you prefer a winter or a summer bay? That was one of the longest questions I've ever... I can't even speak. I'm so tired as well, Paul. <laughs> falling apart here. Would you prefer a winter... Would you prefer a winter you, why, baby? Why are you saying it easy? again? Why are you saying it again? Because I don't... <laughs> I'm hoping they'll edit that bit out, Rob. <laughs> I know. We're leaving it in, yeah? Okay, okay. this is the truth. And one quick question. Do you want me to re- recap the question or does it make sense? You even fucked up the recap. I even fucked up the recap. <laughs> Rob, hold it together, mate. Paul, um, do you think it's good having a baby in the summer or would it have been better in the winter when everyone's wrapped up indoors? Uh, I think it's good, actually, particularly at the moment because it means that, you, yeah, it's nice to be able to go out kind of with these, isn't it? Sit yeah. in the garden. Yeah, and less mess indoors then, isn't it? If, you, if your house is a mess, you can just take them to the garden. But yeah, yeah. winter babies are a bit bleak. Like, if you go for a nice stroll... Now in the park, but when I was taking them out in January, it was that was hardcore because you could never judge the layers when they're really small because you don't want them to get too. Because in, in the summer, it's obvious they're not going to get too too cold, are they? Really, like in the garden, like <laughs> even if they just had a little baby growing on. But in the winter, you're so worried about being cold, and I definitely you definitely overlayer them, and it's so hard trying to get the layers on a kid. Oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's much easier also if they do a shit in the summer because it's, <laughs> you can just get to the shit much easier. If they do a shit in the winter, it's, you've got to get in there, haven't you? There's an effort. Yeah, and it can, they can destroy about 15 different levels of clothes. Yeah, exactly. Have you had their exactly. massive uh, punamis? Oh, oh, my poor. God. <laughs> That's, it's hard not to take that personally, isn't it? When you sort of... <laughs> you sort of... That's uh, no, all right, I'll change this one. And then you sort of take it off and then it's like... What's that, your cue to start shitting? <laughs> I did like three in a row as well. So you just go like, oh, I might as well. I don't, well, I don't know what I don't know what you do in that scenario. I suppose just sort of letting them literally get it out of their system. Wait have, you, have you been good with the shit? Like, obviously, you've said you've never changed a nappy before. No. Have you adapted to the, like, are you now fine with the shit and all the... Oh, like, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, he loves it. I don't love it. Um, <laughs> I mean, if I had to sort of had to sum it up, I'd say I'd rather not. But like, um... 
But uh, no, I think it's just the first. It's the first one. It's like doing a you know like a duck pancake, isn't it? It's like, oh, what the... but yeah, I, I've got I've got I've got into the swing of it. And obviously, also when the cord was still on there, you're having to sort of like do it around that to make yeah. sure that that didn't get caught underneath it and stuff like that. Yeah, it's all those little things. I think that's the problem. The difficulty of kids is the fact that at every point you think, ah, oh, I sort of know what I'm doing now, but the, it constantly changes and evolves. It's like, it's like the baby goes, okay, they've got a handle on this. There's a new variant of my behaviour I'm going to bang out now. I'm just going to decide just to cry yeah. all day and go sleep all night oh, and swap it up. But that's the thing. You, can't, you don't ever get a handle on it. It's constantly evolving, isn't it? Good. That's good to hear. <laughs> I'm really, I'm, really, I'm really glad I did this. It does get easier, Paul. I've just come away with a new set of worries. No, I'm going to say it now, Paul. I'm going to say it. I In the last two or three days, uh, my... Uh, what's he? Your son? God, <laughs> fuck it out. What is he? What is he? My son has started doing three-hour sleeps at a night. Yeah. And I feel like I'm a new man. And so... I can't believe I'm saying this, but the fact he's doing a three hours in a sitting, it does get better. And I can say that four weeks in, you might be looking at three hours straight sleep. How does that feel, Paul? On an hour's sleep, it's a sort of small consolation, it has to be said. <laughs> you're going to treble your sleep. I, I had a, a night where I had two bits of three hours sleep and I woke up in the morning and I found myself thinking, why am I not like, fresh again because I just had that and then I thought oh no that's still shit sleep <laughs> but in my head I was like I've just had two blocks of three hours I should be absolutely buzzing at this point <laughs> yeah. I've lost all perspective yeah well two more weeks Paul I think no but this is you are at the hardest part now and it does get easier really yeah it never ever uh is as hard as the first few weeks and also it does constantly evolve and you can never get a handle on it but over time you will care less <laughs> yes <laughs> Which is quite an important thing because at the moment it's everything's so intense and everyone keeps asking you so many questions and you don't know what you're doing really yeah. because you're just learning. It's just a bit overwhelming, but it does it definitely it gets a lot easier and you just get more it really sleep. Does. And it before you know it, you go, Oh, I actually feel all right. But it feels like you'll never feel like that. But you will. It'll be all right, Paul. Thanks, Rob. Cheers, mate. Uh, yeah, you'll I genuinely be believe, Paul, that if you listen to this in a year, you'll go. You won't even remember this. That's the best bit about this. We'll have to get you back on after when the baby's about six months old, Paul. Okay. Yeah. And then if we have the same conversation, then yeah, that'll then be a really be, tragic follow-up episode. <laughs> yeah. That's it. It's gone down to 45 minutes a night, actually, lads. <laughs> <laughs> I, could, I know exactly how you feel because exactly how every uh, new parent feels. But it's good, though, Paul, because there'll be other people listening to this in the same situation as you go, oh, thank fuck it's not only me. Good. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm so not going to lie. Good. One of those people's me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, oh, one last, one last question, Paul. Which yeah. you may be too early at this point because you're so it's such early days for you and Alex. But is there something that Alex does parenting wise that annoys you, but you can't mention because it will turn into a massive row? Or is it, or is it too early for that? And she, she's been amazing, and she's still yeah, recovering no, from a C-section. It feels, it feels too mean. Yeah, absolutely. I, I feel if I was listening to. Uh, my husband on one hour's sleep and he started laying into my parenting style 12 days in, <laughs> I would have every, every right to, uh, yeah. to never speak to him but again. Yeah. There, say in the yeah. catch up episode, you'd be like, how's it going, Paul? I go, well, I'm speaking to you from a new home. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm settling in quite nicely. I'm, I am getting the full <laughs> eight hours sleep. But I haven't seen my wife or my daughter. <laughs> 
Um, fair enough. Um, Paul, well, thanks so much. That's, that's been thank brilliant. You. But we'll get brilliant. you back on when the baby's oh, yeah, a bit older. But yeah, you will get sleep. Don't worry. Keep the faith. You Paul. will. You will. You'll be fine. Believe. All right, mate. All right, I'll speak to you that's later. Great, Paul. Cheers, Cheers mate. Bye. Paul McCaffrey. Josh, I feel. I really feel sorry for him. I feel four weeks in like I'm an old hand. I feel like I feel like I'm like. Oh, remember that two weeks ago? Genuinely, that made me feel like my child's at university. It was unbelievable. Oh, but you're, you're also as well. You're it's your second time round, so you're a bit yeah. more used to it. It's such a shock and such a it's stressful insane. thing. And he's so blessed because I know Paul, and he just he was so tired. Yeah, he's had an hour's sleep. Why did he? He should have done this another time. Bless him. I know, but do you know what? I'm glad he didn't. <laughs> because it was perfect for our podcast. Oh, bl- poor sod. We'll get him back on after a few weeks, but he's, yeah, that is tough. That is, when they so just don't tough. sleep, that is the thing. If they don't sleep, your whole life is just put on hold, isn't it? Well, the, I think you also, you know, he's lived 46 years of his life without ever having one hour's sleep a night, without it being a night out. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It, there's never been a point before in his life where he's had the situation where he needs to only have one hour's sleep. And suddenly, that's what you're existing on. Poor bastard. Yeah. I mean, that that podcast there is for anyone that has got newborns that are struggling. So if you're not on your own, everyone is struggling. And also the people that had newborns, have got older kids now. We all remember that time. But do you know what we don't in a way? Do you know what I mean? It's so extreme that you don't... The amount of people who I've described what I'm going through in the last few weeks, and they're like... Oh, yeah, maybe it was like that for us. And you're like, how do you not properly, vividly remember this? I think you, you just know? sort of block it out, don't block you? It's it like out. PTSD. Um, exactly. Anyway, that's Paul McCaffrey. Um, check out his stuff online. He's on Instagram. He's got loads of funny clips on um, also on YouTube. Um, a really funny guy. And uh, we'll get him back on when he's had some sleep because yeah. he, he couldn't really speak, could he, bless him, at points? No, it did feel at some points like... Should I be asking you about something else completely? Is this the worst topic to ask you about? <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you just talk about Matt Letizia, his glory is at Southampton for 10 minutes. Just to, you're a but big Southampton I tried to fan. ask him about the Euros, and he was like, I, don't, I haven't thought about it. I'm like, well, what are you doing, mate? <laughs> oh, bless. Anyway, that was Paul McCaffrey, people, and uh, we'll be uh, chatting with you on Tuesday. Don't forget to send in any of your stories, um, any of your Am I Being a Karens, and any if anyone's more tired than Paul McCaffrey, let us know. I, I can't imagine it, can you? No. No, they can't be. If you are, do write in. <laughs> if you're like... If you can, if you've got the what's energy. What's that film with Christian Bale in where he's got insomnia? And the Machinist. The Machinist. If you're yeah. the Machinist, perhaps, but beyond yeah. that. <laughs> no chance. You can get in contact, hello, at lockdownparenting.co.uk. Right, speak to you later, people. See you later. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Hello, Alan Davis here, inviting you to join me by listening to a new podcast, Seven Pillars. Each episode, I'll be talking to a famous guest to discuss seven significant cultural influences, inspirations or experiences. Seven things that help shape them, that they loved or that they return to again and again and hold a special place in their life. From films and music, books, food, places and memories, the podcast asks seven questions that will spark stories for the guests and give the listener an insight into the minds and passions of some of the most interesting comedians, actors, writers, philosophers and raconteurs around. Starting with comedian Romish Ranganathan in episode one, which is out now. And in the coming weeks, we have Hollywood actor Walton Goggins, comedy legend Joe Brand, author and intellectual heavyweight Jay Perini and many more. 
You can find the show by searching Seven Pillars on all podcast platforms. <laughs>